Okay, just before we um, come around God's word, I'm going to pray for us. Would you just join with me? Just close your eyes. Lord, I thank you that this is your day, and you have so much good in it for us. God, we just stand and sit here before you, and we say with our hearts, we honor you, God. We want to ask that you will speak into the places in our life that need you the very most, Jesus. You have a way of catching us off guard and ministering to our souls like nobody on planet Earth can do. And so we just prepare our hearts for that right now, Jesus, and we open ourselves up to whatever it is you have to say to us today, God. We love you so much. In your very powerful name, Jesus, I ask this. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning. It's so fun having Amber and Rich here and everybody else. It's so lovely to see familiar faces. Um, Thank you for putting that up. I want to read something to us, and then we're going to kind of get into um, what it is I really believe God is wanting to speak to us today. I'm going to read from John 21. You will have heard this story before, but we're going to unpick it together a little bit. Is that okay? Okay. It's John 21, 15. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know I love you. And Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know all things and you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. I tell you the truth. When you were younger and dressed yourself and went where you wanted, you went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Come and follow me. Let me ask you a question. What would you say if Jesus questioned whether or not you loved him? I mean, really think about that for a minute. What if he looked you in your eyes and said, do you love me? How would that make you feel? I mean, I think I'd probably feel a little bit shocked that Jesus asked me that. I might be a little bit confused. Um, Because... You know, I love him deeply. I've given up so much for him. I feel I've sacrificed things. I've given him my heart. I mean, I vowed to love him, as did Peter. And yet Jesus asked that question, do you love me? Would you wonder if it was really a question or actually maybe a statement? Maybe Jesus knew something we didn't know. Maybe he saw something in my heart that I didn't really know was there. You see, Peter was sitting there on this day. Jesus had died and had come back to life. And when he came back to life, he chose to spend time with a few people or to be seen. And one of the people he chose to be with was Peter. I mean, Peter, right in this moment, in this passage, he was in the sweetest spot in life. He was sitting beside Jesus. After Jesus had come back from the dead, Jesus had chosen 
to spend time with him. He had just eaten food. I mean, really, let's be honest, what could be better than that? Jesus and food? I mean, (laughs) the sweetest spot in life that is right where Peter was. Jesus turns to him, his best friend, the lover of his soul, a world changer and a grace giver. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord. Of course I love you. Then feed my sheep. Was he talking about sheep? Or was he talking about people? Was he simply saying, it's not enough just to feel love for me. You got to show it too. There's so much more for us. It is one of the best things you can ever feel in life, to love and to be loved by God himself. But Jesus doesn't stop there because that is just the kind of guy he is. He'll always take us further than that. It's not enough just to love me. You've got to share what I'm giving you right here, right now. Go. A while back, Uh, Just before Jesus' death, Peter was questioned three times, as he was questioned in this particular passage three times. But he was questioned by people saying, you know, do you know Jesus? Are you with him? Is he a friend of yours? And all three times, he denied his friendship with Jesus. But you know what else he denied? He didn't just deny Jesus. He denied whoever that person or people were who were asking him, do you love Jesus? He denied them the truth that could set them free. Sometimes we think we're just too afraid to speak up and share what it is that God has given us. Do you ever feel full of God? You all know that. You wouldn't be here. You have at one point in your life encountered something so deep, so rich, so fulfilling that you've come back for more. And so it doesn't surprise me that three times Jesus questioned him again. Do you love me? Of course I do. It's not enough. Do you love me? Of course I do. It's not enough. I think by the third time he got it. He was offended and he was hurt because he couldn't understand. As sometimes we don't understand, why am I so dissatisfied? I love you. Isn't that enough? Perhaps it's not. Perhaps there's more. Jesus is asking us to not just feel love, but to show it. Where am I at? You know, there's so many different things that stop us from speaking up about our faith. A lot of times the biggest one and probably the most obvious one is fear. You could be with a friend and you're listening to a pain or something that they're going through. 
and you're thinking, man, I know an answer for you, but you're just too afraid to speak up. Have you ever felt that way before? Come on, has anybody ever been afraid to speak the truth? You love God, you have it in your heart, you have it working and active in your life, but you're just too afraid to speak it out. I believe there's a challenge and a commission to us today to not just feel it, but to show it, to speak it. At the end of this passage, Jesus says, follow me. I believe there's movement when you hear that word follow. There's an active response we need to make. Are you showing love? Do you know what? It's actually quite hard to hide love. It's like a light. You see, when Jesus comes and does something in our lives, he completely changes and alters something inside of us. We're not the same ever, ever, ever again. He lights a fire in our soul. And do you know that the only way we cannot share that is to hide it, to put something over it? We actually have to make an active response to cover up that light. Light has a funny way of trying to shine through in the darkness. Are you sitting here today thinking, I want more? I know I am. I know I want to see God move through my life. I know that I feel full and I feel rich. Yeah, I have bad days. But for the majority of time, I know what I have been given. There's another very, very famous story in the Bible. You will know this well. And uh, I think Rich might have mentioned it, the story of the loaves and fishes. I'm going to read that to you because I want to pick out some things in that that I just think are very profound for us today. Okay, that's in John, oops, I believe it's John 6. Here we go. John 6, listen to this. Okay. Jesus looked up and he saw a great crowd coming towards him. And he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, eight months' wages would not buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another one of his disciples, Andrew Simon, Andrew Simon Peter's brother, that was a lot of first names in there, Andrew Simon Peter, yeah, brother, spoke up, here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? And Jesus said, have the people all sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and the men all sat down, about 5,000 of them. Jesus then took the loaves and gave thanks, and then he distributed them to those who were seated as much as they wanted, and he did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over. Nothing should be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over. And after the people saw this miraculous sign that Jesus had done, they began to say, surely this is a prophet who has come into the world. Jesus, knowing what they had intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to the mountain by himself. Okay, this is for us. This is us. There's someone who features in this story that I believe we can all relate to. It's the boy. He had food. 
Sometimes we just read this and just see the miracle and the amazing thing. Here's the thing. There was a child. He had something. And here's a really interesting thing. He had more than what he needed for just himself. I mean, unless you're Elijah or Gareth Benton, you're not going to eat five loaves of bread and two fishes all by yourself, are you? My son can, I tell you what, 20 Weetabix every morning if I'd let him. I have to restrict him. And curry last night, what was it, 20 Papadoms were we, you up to? Something like that? Yes. Our house smells lovely. Anyways, moving on. Um, this boy had something in his possession that I would assume had been given to him. You see, you each have something in your hand right now. You have food. But God, I've got nothing to offer. Who am I? You might be a boy or a girl or something else. (laughs) Moving on. You're a person. And you've been given something. But not only have you been given food for your soul, you've been given more than what you need. Interestingly enough, the guys who were hanging out with Jesus the most had a little moment of doubt. How could we do this? I don't think that boy did. He handed over what was in his hands. He shared what he had. The moment it was in his hands, it was just five loaves and two fishes and too much, more than what he needed. The moment it entered Jesus' hands, it was miracle bread. Miracle bread is what we are offering this world. When God asks us to feed his sheep, he is not saying just take what you have. Take what I have given you. Give it to me and watch this miracle bread feed more than you could have ever envisioned. Why do we doubt? We think it's all down to us. We are afraid, and sometimes we lose confidence, don't we? We think, who am I? I actually have something, a little funny thing. Sometimes, hold on there, sometimes... We let who we think we are hold us back. Can you just put that up real quick, uh, Louis? It says, here's your order, sir. A thousand business cards saying, Simon the fisherman. Later that day, Simon, from now on, you shall be known as Peter. (laughs) Do not let who you think you are hold you back. Because you know what? Sometimes God's got different plans entirely. Don't get hung up on who you think you are, who you think you should be. God's got something better. He's got a new name. He's got miracle bread. He's got new places, new people, old dreams. He's got miracles. But we have got to rise up with the love that God has put in our hearts, and we have got to share that. I love today how we took communion. Before they fed the 5,000, the disciples had gone away and rested. And I thought that was a really, isn't, isn't God clever? 
how he puts these things in order? The disciples and Jesus, they went away and they rested. They spent time together. And then they went out and this miracle occurred. The feeding of the 5,000 and more. We have got to get our food from somewhere. We can't give what we don't have. We can't share food that's not in our hand. And the only way we can get that is go to our provider, to the master baker, to the one that has the food that's going to have the exact ingredients that's going to turn into a miracle once we've given what is in our hands. There was leftovers when they fed. And Jesus said this, let nothing be wasted. Have you stopped because you feel that you have given some? Have you stopped going? Did you get tired? Is there still a basket of bread left in you? I'm confident that there is. Let nothing be wasted. In part of the passage in um, John 21, when Peter is being asked and questioned by God if he loves him, there comes this portion, and sometimes I have found it hard to understand, and it goes on to say about how when you were young, you were able to dress yourself and take yourself places. When you're older, you may not be able to do that. Um, I've got a grandma at home in America right now who um, I'm just waiting for the phone call. She's in the hospital, and she's um, unconscious. And it got me thinking, you know, her life at the right time for her, she's almost 90, it's coming to an end. And, and the position she is in right as we speak, you know, is unconscious, is unable to move or to talk or to do anything. But she had a time in her life up to last week even, or the week before, where she was still able. Sometimes we wait for the day to come to share the food we've got. Why wait? There may be a day when you can't do that anymore. But that's not today. Today you have enough. I don't know what place you're in. You may be sitting there next to Jesus all full and cozy, Jesus and food, that's all I need. You may be the boy seeing, I've got too much for myself, but when I look at the crowd, I don't have enough for everybody else. Or you might be sitting here, here I am, Lord, send me. Up here, I, can you switch back to that other slide, the one I had? The hungry are waiting. Look at that truckload of bread. Looks pretty good, huh? This world is full of hungry people. You might be sitting here feeling hungry yourself, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, even physically. But there was a time in your life that someone fed you, fed your soul, and it was sustenance to you. And it changed the way you felt, changed the way you saw this life. But there's more. There's still some baskets left over. And the hungry are waiting for them. Please don't hold those baskets in your hand. 
We are living in a day and in an age where we need the brave to rise up, to speak the truth verbally, to live it physically, to shine a light and ignore the temptation to hide it. Where are the brave people in this world? They're right here. They're right here, waiting and ready with enough food to share. You know, it is hard to give something that we don't even know if we've got enough to give. It's hard to believe in miracles, um, in something bigger than ourselves, if we don't accept all that it is God has for us. We need the Holy Spirit to guide us. You may be sitting here today confident that you love Jesus, but unsure if the power of God is active and moving in your life. But I want to tell you here right now that the Holy Spirit wants to speak into your life and activate miraculous encounters with people. It is God's will to do something greater than what we can see. Earlier, we, we took communion. And I didn't know we were going to have it. And I thought, oh no, because I've got something for each one of you in just a moment. And God just showed me something as I was talking to Martin earlier. You know, we took communion and it was, that's a gift from God. We took in something. That bread represented God giving something to us. I don't know if each one of you heard, but when you received that communion, I think most of the people said, this is from Jesus to you. And when you drank that juice, you are clean. God was giving you something. And this morning, taking communion represented remembering what he has given you, receiving it. But as we receive that, we must, must give out. I have some friends who own a restaurant. Has anybody heard of Restaurant 27? Oh, my word. Now, it's quite spendy. But if you ever get given a load of money, or you have a rich relative who wants to bless you, I highly, highly, highly recommend a gift voucher to this place. I mean, it is, it's probably the most gourmet food I've ever eaten. I, I don't even know what I ate. It was good, though. <laughs> it was a mousse this and a pate this. You know, and they were good, though. I mean, it was good. It worked for me. Jesus and food, it's all I need. Um, and I just simply said to him, Kevin, can you by any chance bake some bread for me? He said, yeah. And you know what? He was so excited to do it. And he spent yesterday baking me some bread. And he gave it to us for free. He has baked us some homemade bread today. And I've just got a little token to give each one of you. I just as, Can I have those who um, we're going to hand those out? Ella, Lynn, Ruth, and Lee, was it? Ella, would you just go on over? What they've got is they've got a couple of loaves. And it has about 14 little slices. Guys, can you just hand a loaf kind of to a couple aisles and... I'm hoping we have enough. If not, you get to share. Isn't that amazing? You get to feed each other. I want you just to have this little slice of bread. It's just a token, and it's just um, 
a little thing just to uh, help out. You guys okay over there? Just go ahead and pass out the loaves wrapped up, and I think people can work it out. We do have one loaf without butter in it. You see, what's the point of having food and talking about how wonderful it is and not letting people try it, not giving people the opportunity to have a slice? You guys okay there? Mm, I want a piece of that, so save me one, okay, guys? This was baked for you today. Well, this is not a huge feast. It is just a token and something just to help us to remember. Is it good? Mm. Okay. Just help each other out and just share that a little bit. I'm going to wrap up here. Here's the thing. God, I believe, does not want to condemn you. And just simply say, loving me is not enough. There's more. He wants to say, loving me is not enough. There's so much more. And I want to say before you today, if you are feeling unsatisfied in your life, can you look and see what it is you've got? See how many baskets maybe you've got sitting over there. And reach your hand and reach out. Take what it is you've been given. I don't know if silence can change this world. But I'm confident Jesus can. And we are the ones who have his name on our lips. We are the ones to share. Where are people going to go when they need healing? Where are people going to go when they need a miracle, an answer, a love they've never known before. They're going to look around. They're going to scramble around and beg, God, please send me an answer. You just might be that answer. I want to encourage you to be bold. If you're walking around town and God lays something on your heart when you see somebody, can I just ask a question? How many of you have actually um, felt God speak something to them in public to a stranger and just gone and done it? Anybody done that? Okay, I got another question for you. How many of you have just felt God speak to you something about a stranger and did nothing about it? Oh, the times are changing for you. You have got so much to give. Speak up. Feed this world. The hungry are waiting for whatever it is God is placing in you. I'm going to pray over you now. Close your eyes and open your heart and just allow the Holy Spirit to breathe whatever it is he wants to breathe into your spirit right now. God, you are so good. You're so fulfilling and rich. I want to pray boldness in this place today. I want to pray confidence Lord, 
Lord, I want to pray for opportunities for each one of us to share what it is you've given to us verbally, practically, prayerfully. Let us not hold back. I want to pray that the brave will rise up today. That the efforts that some of us have made at times to hide the light, that God will surrender that covering and allow you to be our only covering. God, I thank you for the power that you have to change a whole world. And yet, you choose to sit with us and eat with us. We love you so much, God. We're open to all that you have for us. In your name we ask these things, Jesus. Amen. Amen.